0: Hey, it's Jonathan here, and we are uh, we are in the sermon series called the Fear Replacement, and uh, this part of the series. So it's a three-part series, and uh, this part of the series is replacing the fears of life with Him, uh, with the fear of God is is what I meant by Him there. So replace the fears of life with Him, the fear. Replacement, and then in the next podcast, it's going to be about death, which will come a few days after this one, and and uh, this one and the one before it were both released in the same day. But uh, the next one will be released uh, closer to Wednesday, hopefully Tuesday night or somewhere somewhere around later in the in the week. So uh, I'm just trying to keep up with it, and uh, I'm posting these. So if you're if you're watching this and uh, you're a parent or or you're one of the youth and you just missed the lesson. Uh, this is it. This is what we're talking about on Wednesday nights, and a little bit of what we're doing. And so, uh, without further ado, I want to play. Uh, I want to play this video for you. And uh, this is the. Uh, I'll let you uh, form your own opinion about this video. So, uh, just a video about fear. So let me switch over here and uh, play that video.
1: Someone who lives in a house. Number three, man answers door. One night, there was a man living in a house and he got a knock on the door. But when he went to answer it, there was no one there. He went back upstairs to his wife. And when he talked to his wife, she said, What knock? I didn't hear anything. It's just something that makes you a little more paranoid to live in a house. Number two, man is cutting grass and finds corpse in the backyard. In 1652, a man was using a wooden, gas-powered lawnmower to cut his grass in the backyard of his house. No one. His corpse was, but it was there. And then the man went to his wife. And it turns out his wife died 30 years ago, and they buried her in the backyard. This picture is the last known picture of the woman. It's just another th- piece of history that makes you really afraid to buy a house. number one man living in house dies about three years ago there was an unnamed man living in an unnamed house in an unnamed state this is a picture of him and in this house this man woke up one night and decided to record the whole ordeal on microphone and he got shot, as you can hear on the tape, that I'm not going to show you. He died, and now he's gone. His wife did an interview where she said that she, she woke up one night, and she walked downstairs and her husband was dead. It's just another thing that makes you afraid to buy a house. Thank you for watching everybody, and if you liked this video, I have a lot more on my channel of more creepy, creepy stuff. Please go look at it. If you dare, don't watch these videos at night. Subscribe. For more.
0: For it is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Alright. <laughs> what a way to start a sermon, huh? Uh I've, been, I've just been playing some countdown videos. And I'm like, well, let me do something at least semi-scary. <laughs> then I found this, and I'm like, oh man this kind of hits on fears and it's kind of funny, you know, and I I want us to approach our fears like I want us uh, to approach our fears seriously but I want us to realize that uh, our fears are nothing compared to what God can do with them, Uh, so compared to the fear of God, I mean, our our earthly fear should be nothing Uh, but this guy, I've actually looked at his YouTube channel a little bit, he actually makes fun of uh, supposedly scary videos on YouTube, so uh, that's what you'll find on his channel uh, but anyways, <laughs> that's that okay um, so galatians four three through seven now this is the the focus passage of um, this is the focus passage of of the series that we're in of the fear replacement okay this is what it says in the same way we also when we were children were in slavery under the elements of the world one of the elements of the world could definitely be fear when the time came to completion God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Okay, so that's the key. Okay, so in our lives, what we're talking about in the fear replacement is is we're talking about this. You know, we, Before we were slaves to the elements of this world. Uh, One of which is fear. So we're slaves to the elements of this world. But then through Jesus Christ, we actually become sons of God, sons of Jesus. So we might receive adoption as sons and we can cry out to God, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And so in this series, in this sermon, we're talking about the fear replacement. We're talking about replacing the fears of life. With the fear of God, the fears of life with Him, okay, that's what we're talking about in uh, in this sermon. So uh, let let me let me open this up in a word of prayer. Dear God, we just thank you so much for your Word. Thank you for giving us uh, adoptions into your sonship, Lord. And uh, God, we just thank you for our salvation. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Uh, and God. Uh, we thank you for all the opportunities that we have now to just receive the messages like this lord I, I just pray that you bless the person that is listening to this lord bless them spiritually through this message and god i I pray uh, I, I just pray lord that you will work through this in mighty ways ways i couldn't even imagine and god just uh we, we love you we praise you and god we just thank you so much for taking our fears away and making life where all we have to fear is you and you take care of the rest So God, for that, we just, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, the fear replacement. Replace the fears of life with him. So this song here, this is, uh, I'm not going to play this song. This is No Longer Slaves. Uh, It's a great song. You should definitely go listen to it. But it actually goes with that uh, passage of scripture. So I highly suggest that you go and uh, and you listen to "No Longer Slaves" maybe on your way to work or whatever it is, and just listen to this beautiful song. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm actually going to try to I am going to try to play it for you real quick. So this is "No Longer Slaves" uh, by Jonathan David and Melissa Hiller.
2: From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. No
0: what an awesome song amen Uh, it's just it's just a very 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 good song Um, so this is what we're talking about the fear replacement replace the fears of life with him replace the fears of life with him so last podcast or last sermon we talked about replacing it with him so it is just anything we fear so we replace any of the fears we have with him the fear of god so that's what we do with every single fear we have we replace it so we're not just getting rid of our fears we're replacing our fears with the fear of god but we all know that's a lot easier said than done right uh there's a lot of complicated uh there's a lot of complicated moving parts there and it's hard for us to do that uh and I, I've had a personal struggle with fear. You know, and I, always de- I always describe myself to people as a short-term, patient person. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, I, I can deal with, like, when I'm driving or, or dealing with somebody that I don't deal with very often, uh, I can be very, very patient with people who are, I'm around on a short-term basis. Uh, but it's, it's my long-term patience that really suffers. And I freak out. I worry. I get angry, frustrated, I say things I regret when I have to deal with the same thing over and over and over again. Or when it's a situation that I'm in where the the outcome is going to take a while uh, to figure out. That's uh, always been one of my struggles and something I'm still working on to this day, uh, trying to figure that stuff out. You know, it's like the other day I had somebody who was delivering me some furniture and, and accidentally ended up in a septic tank and it was just a mix of all of our problems and faults and all that sort of thing. but. Uh, long story short, I was the most responsible, and uh, it was my fault. So I was freaking out, thinking, I mean, this is going to be thousands of dollars worth of damage. I'm going to have to pay for They're going to kick me out. This guy's gonna, not going to like me. This guy's not going to like me. It's just, you know, this is a terrible situation. Uh, and so I was worrying and freaking out and stressing and all this stuff, and, and I even prayed for peace uh, to God. I said, God, give me peace in this situation as I was anxious and shaking and freaking out and all this stuff. Uh, but God told me to trust Him, the 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 Almighty God of all creation told me, He said, Jonathan, if you'll just trust Me, I will take care of it. But I didn't listen, and I should have, because He did take care of it. I should have trusted Him then, and I, all that worry and fear I had would we could have went away a long time ago at the very beginning. I could have not even had this fear if I would have just trusted God from the get go. And I also had anxiety, like when I went into the ministry. Uh, just, just—I mean—I would get full-on panic attacks just thinking about the pressures uh, and, and the amount of people that a minister affects, and, and that sort of thing. I mean, it was—it's just, just a humongous pressure and a humongous uh, feeling, and uh, it, it just gave me—it made me panic and fearful. And be fearful because I'm like, wow, all these people are looking at me. Like I could be people look at me and that's what they think of God, you know? That's what they think of Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm the representative, I'm the ambassador of Christ on this earth and in this church and, and in these communities and all sorts of things. Uh but you know, worry anxiety, the both of those are really the the worry and anxiety is really fear. It's really fear, and it's it's really fear of the future, and, and fear of the consequences of a situation, and that sort of thing, but I hope for you, I hope that you don't end up in a septic tank someday, and if you have, if you have before, then you know a little bit of the worry and fear I had, uh, but you know, I think we all have fears, or, or worry, or anxiety, and I asked around on Facebook, and a couple of different groups, and on my personal Facebook page, and that sort of thing, about uh, what kind of fears others face okay now i'm going to read this list and i want you to see i guarantee you're going to relate with uh, at least one of these probably multiple on this list of fears that we have okay uh, being alone missing out being irrelevant or ignored failure being misunderstood be, being considered unworthy unwanted uh, or the fear of being worthy in god's eyes child being hurt or lost uh, pain Failing those you love, disappointing God, rejection, living, general anxiety, which is fear without even knowing why. No one will like us. No, never being truly happy. Afraid of the dark. Afraid of the public. Afraid of spiders. Afraid of the future. Uh, afraid because no control over the future. Making wrong decisions about the future. Fearful of our identity. Fearful of acceptance or rejection or upsetting others in confrontation or fear of suicide, a fear of stress from school, fear of school shootings, a fear of climate control, a fear of separation, a fear of not having a boyfriend or girlfriend or a long term wife. Now, uh, that's the list I come up with, and I, I know there's more, and I'm sure you're probably thinking of some in your own life right now. I mean, I'm sure there's more in your life in the past or in the present, even. That you can think of that are that are fears. Um, the only one I didn't include here is death, because death is going to be a specific topic for specific uh, for the last uh, sermon in this in this three part series. So uh, we're going to talk about death on the next uh, sermon. But you know, it's time to face our fears. Now, when I say our fears, I really mean that our fears. Because whatever you fear, you are not alone in your fears. That's one of the lies that that Satan wants to try to try to put in uh, in your life. All right, and the devil wants us to think this way. And here's a couple of of, of, of thoughts I think the devil wants to get in our heads. All right, and I'm gonna me I'm 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 say these, and then you see if you connect with them. Uh, nobody else understands what I'm going through or what my fears are. Or they'll try to get you to think, I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. Or if I share my fears with others, they will use it against me. Or lose their faith and their trust in me. It's really not a big enough deal to worry anyone else with it. And there could be more lies that Satan tries to put on our heads. And maybe you could think of some of those too. Uh, But you are not alone. You know, and if we were honest, if we were honest, we all fear or have feared something. And we could all really relate well together. And even more than just having each other, we also have God. Now think about that for a second. I want want you all to think about this phrase. A phrase that we all hear all the time as Christians is that God is with you. Something we've heard over and over and over again. And it's something we hear, but we don't really think about it very much. I want you to stop and think about it. What it means that God is with you that phrase that we heard over and over again, uh, because it means so much. The creator of the whole cosmos, the creator of the whole world, creator of you, the creator of you says, I am with you. He says, I am with you, my child. I understand you, my child. I know your fears, and I want to be there for you. So ponder that as we go through these verses, and uh, we're actually looking at... um, Matthew 6, 23 through 31, is are the passages that we're looking at. Or really, we're going to start probably in verse 25. Um, so verse 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Um, so even in my Bible, this passage here is even entitled, The Cure for Anxiety. And anxiety is defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Um, so it's not something that's just like a, like this strange clinical thing that only certain people get. It's, I mean, this is something that a lot of people get. A lot of people get anxiety uh, about different things, or some people just get anxiety for no reason. And those are people who are going to need more clinical help uh, with that. And then this guy named Jesus comes around. And he says, listen, I can heal and stop all anxiety, all anxiety. And he gives us three different examples here in this passage, okay? And in, in verse 26, this is where we get the first one. Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they so these lesser creatures, I mean, if God makes sure that these lesser creatures, now the Bible is pretty clear that we are considered the greater creature and animals and that sort of thing are considered the lesser creatures. That's why we have dominion over them because we are a greater creature in, in that sense. But. If these lesser creatures are being fed, and they don't even have to sow or reap or even gather into barns, your Heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? He's saying, well, don't you think I'll consider and take care of your needs? I mean, how foolish of us to think that God won't take care of our needs. That God, of the, the creator of the world, the creator of you who even resurrected himself from the dead. I looked it up in the Bible it says that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all worked in getting Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. So a guy who could even just being a part of the Trinity, but can resurrect some people can resurrect people from the dead, that's a guy that I'll listen to and trust. And why don't we though? I mean can this can can God not solve our problems? Of course he can. Then, verse twenty-seven, we get another example. Uh, can any of you add one moment, just one moment, to his lifespan by worrying? Can it? I mean, can worry add just one more moment? Of course not. And honestly, psychologically, it it, it actually it actually is proven <clears throat> that worry, anxiety, stress, fear can actually decrease your lifespan by maybe even a few moments. And so, in this, we have to realize that God holds the keys to life and death. So, I'm not going to get too much into that because we're going to talk about that next week. So, uh, just keep that on the back burner for the next sermon. I'm not sure when I'm going to post it, but the next sermon. Uh, So, just keep that on the back burner in your mind. Uh, And then, verse 28, we get another example. And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildfires of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? See now he gives this example of clothes. Now I'm sure their clothes then were their worries about clothes were a little different than ours, you know. Do my does my sandal match my robe, you know, or or you know, back then they didn't wear much deodorant and sometimes they put perfumes on and stuff and they were trying to impress somebody or something, but uh, really though what he's talking about is material possess- he just got done talking about money you can't serve uh, uh, you can't have two masters you can't serve money and God at the same time you can't have two masters so it's pretty clear he's talking about really material possessions and they did have really nice clothes back then they were dressed in purple and fine linen and that sort of thing uh, but it's really about material possessions but listen that's not for us we're going to see in just a second that's not for us that's for the gentiles to worry about that's what the Gentiles worried about, but it's a huge source of fears. And you think about even our rejection by people, half of the time, like when I face that pressure of being rejected by people, half the time it has to do with like a social status or what can I actually do or afford or that sort of thing. And it, it kind of ties back down into material possessions. Or like when I was worried about that septic tank, the first thing that I was worried about was the money. How much money is it going to cost? So it's crazy how material possessions can affect our fear. But Jesus, uh, Jesus tells us, don't worry about any fears of the world. Worry about the fear of God. Don't worry about anything. Just worry and don't have to worry about God, but fear God in everything you do in every single day. And then he gets into his conclusion. Verse 31, he starts his conclusion. So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So now the word Gentiles in Scripture, sometimes it can refer to non-Christian people, or if not not non-Christian, it's non-Jewish people. Uh, but nonetheless, that's that's for non Christians. That's their their stuff to worry about because we know as Christians that God will provide, so we don't have to have fear, we don't have to have anxiety, we don't have to have worry because God will provide. And then in verse thirty three, we get the exact uh, we get the exact uh, solution that we need to replace the fears of life with Him. He says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. So this is it. Seek after God. Seek after the things that are important to God. Like righteousness. Righteousness is a big one. He mentions it right here. Righteousness. Like in Philippians, you know, we read that we're trying to live lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're trying to live godly lives. Which means that we should have no worries, no fears. We should replace the fears of this life with him. And then in verse 34, he ends this passage and he says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So the fear replacement, replace the fears of life with him. So how do we do it? Uh, in the last sermon, I said, "Listen, you should you need to write down your fears, write down your fears, and and uh, so that way you know what they are. You can begin praying about them and trying to get them out of your life." Um, so starting tonight, though, take that list. And if you haven't done it yet, take another, make another list, and uh, I want you to look at the list this time and say, "How can I replace this fear I have here that I've written down with the fear?" of God all right if not fears are always going to control your life your fear is going to be your slave master because think about it: if you're afraid of spiders you avoid spiders if you're afraid of change you avoid change and if you avoid change you could be missing out on some great opportunities that the Lord has set up for you Um, so that's tonight's task to find what you're afraid of write it down past present and future fears and ask these two simple questions How could I replace this fear with the fear of God? How can I replace the fears of life with Him? And listen, I want you to reach out to me and let me know what you come up with. Uh, So here's a few examples of ways that we can actually have this fear replacement. So if you fear being alone, then what you could do there is you could deepen your relationship with God by reading the Bible and studying the Word. And then you'll have this lifelong friend that will never forsake you. Or if it's fear of the future. Listen, if it's fear of the future, you just need to work on your faith how can i fear god in faith and has so much more faith in him It's by fearing him knowing that he cares about you loves you uh, so much um or fear of missing out you know missing out could be a lot of different things um uh, that could be missing out and not having a boyfriend or girlfriend missing out on some fun activities or missing out on a party because you know something bad is happening there or uh, missing out on a relationship with a parent or sibling just simply because it's just beyond your control uh, but don't miss out on god's plans and because when you follow god's plans everything else just becomes so minimal really um uh, so, And these were only a few examples. There's a lot of other fears, I'm sure, from people that have just watched this that, that I haven't mentioned. So mention those, send them to me, and uh, let's pray about them and try to work through them uh, together. But think about the biggest fear in your life. What, I wonder what your life would be like if that biggest fear in your life was completely gone tomorrow. If, what, what, what would happen if we all gave our fears up and replaced our fears with the fear of God? What would happen if that time when we were fearful to share the gospel, we actually did share the gospel, or the time when we felt the Lord was telling us that we needed to pray for somebody and we refused to do it? I think we would see friends living more joyfully. I think we would see uh, people in our churches uh, who attack their fears and troubles, rather than letting them slide on by and just another day, a church uh, who would say especially if i told this to the youth i mean if the youth started doing this that like we'd have a church i looked at the youth and say wow those people fear god and love god in the youth group and then the, another cool thing is you see people drawn towards you when when you don't fear anything it's like when when there's a spider and people fear spiders you know they kill they come and get the pe- person that doesn't fear the spiders and so people are drawn towards people who don't fear anything um and 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 I think we would see many, 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 many mighty things through that. Um, but don't ignore this message, though. Go home, write down your fears, and let's work on them together. And the Holy Spirit will begin to take your fears away. Thank you. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. So much for watching. Uh, and God bless. Thank you so much for watching the Grace Bond Ministries podcast or listening to the podcast. Uh, I know there's various ways that you could be listening to this right now or watching this right now, uh, but I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, if you would, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, podcast, please leave leave a five-star review and uh, write a little thing in there. If you're on Facebook, you know, leave a comment, uh, let me know how this impacted you or Uh, even any other questions or comments or concerns you may have. Um, And also, if you have an idea or you have something you'd really want to talk more uh, deeply about, you can always email me at gracebondministries at gmail.com. But thank you so much. Remember, for it is by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. Thank you for listening to Grace Bond Ministries.